0: of T watches a scary movie my name is T of course we're talking scary movies I appreciate you tuning in for another brand new episode remember new episodes go up every Wednesday night at 8:30 p.m mountain standard time on the youtube page that's youtube.com slash c slash theron old scary movie Again, youtube.com slash C slash Theron Reynolds scary movie. You can always catch the audio version going up half an hour earlier at 8 p.m. Mountain Standard Time and all your favorite podcasting platforms. Just search TWASM or T Watches a Scary Movie and if it's a movie I'm reviewing, you can now check out my letterbox page where I'm gonna be keeping up with written reviews for those movies as well, too. So y'all have seen it, I've already put up reviews, written ones for uh, a Rink, uh, most recently Sick. I put one up for Megan, Adult Swim Mule Log. Uh, so you can catch those. I'm trying to be better about my writing this year. So uh, I'm trying with every single movie I review on the show this year in 2023. I'm going to try to get a written review up for it. So that is going to be interesting because that means at least 52 reviews this year, which is more than I've written in a, a decade prior to that. So I'm excited for the challenge, but things are already going pretty good because I already got four up and I'm feeling feeling really good about that. I'm also going to be making sure I'm putting out the individual reviews for y'all. On the audio version as well, too, because uh, last year I did it really just for the full length episodes, and this year I'm gonna do it for both. So, you're not only gonna get the full length episodes, but you're gonna get my little mini reviews in there as well. So, tonight I'm gonna be talking a little bit about the premieres on HBO, HBO Max, whatever you wanna call it, of both The Last of Us and of Velma both of these shows made their debut in the last week and of course you know us we talk about everything that's horror or horror adjacent and both of those shows definitely fall into that realm so we're going to talk about my thoughts on both of those tonight but we got a little movie news to discuss first it has been announced it has already been announced that we are jumping right back into the world of Megan in the next couple of years because as i predicted we wouldn't find out until this summer it has already been announced that we are getting our follow-up to this 2022 hit and we already got a sleuth of people coming back to it uh akela cooper screenwriter of the first megan as well as other films including malignant nun and the upcoming nun 2 is going to be returning to write the script for megan 2.0 as it's been already been titled as well allison williams and Violet McGraw are gonna be returning again to tangle with Megan one more time. And currently, right now it's being speculated that director Gerard Johnston is closing on a deal to return back as well. So, after making over a hundred million dollars, and it's only been a couple of weeks, folks, keep that in mind, Megan came out on January 6th. Um, It is January 18th as of today, so it's really only been two weeks since Megan's been out. It's already done over 100 million, well over its $12 million budget. Um, I had predicted this was gonna make somewhere between 120, 150 million, and granted that box office a little bit lighter than what I was actually expecting. I thought it was gonna pick up another 30 mil this week and only ended up grabbing about another 20 or 25 on top of that. It should very easily hit that 120 million realm there. And the fact that we have a sequel coming out uh, without jumping into spoilers, we do leave it open for this franchise to go further and further. Um, I think that reasonably, you could probably make a couple more of these. And what's interesting about that is what is that there is definitely more standalone stories to be told. But I do think there really is room, as much as people might joke about it, for them to do a Megan Chucky crossover. I actually think that is something that would do wonders for Megan's franchise um, which is already this bonafide hit and anything helps Chucky out because it was just announced that we are getting season 3 of Chucky on USA and sci-fi see how I went right into that so more great killer doll news as we found out that season 3 is coming back it is coming this back to USA in sci-fi and Don Mancini has gone a step further to talk about there are still more legacy characters out there that he would love to see coming back into the fold as you know we've gotten to see a bunch of them already Alex Vincent came back as Andy Christina Elise came back as Kyle Uh, we of course have Jennifer Tilly as Tiffany Billy Boyd came back as Glenn. Glinda. so we've gotten a lot of people from the show previously to come back and return but there's still so many names out there that we have yet to actually encounter in this uh, for starters detective Mike Norris played by Chris Sarandon who I had hoped I'd really really hoped, was gonna be making uh, making an appearance finally because Chris Sarandon has had nothing to do with the franchise since that original film same thing with Katherine Hicks who played Karen Barkley as well um, I think that'd be cool as hell to see the two of them pop back up in the franchise because they're not dead and they're definitely, especially uh, Detective Norris, are very much enemies of Chucky, and Chucky has seemingly been on this revenge tour, going back around and taking care of folks who wronged him in the past. That was kind of the story of curse and cult of Chucky, was Chucky enacting his revenge on uh, Nika Pierce's family who wronged him in his eyes in the past. So you feel at some point, Chucky's still out there, he's still got more revenge to get, so maybe he's gonna find his way to Mike and Karen's doorstep, some point that would be cool as hell also um i know that for child's play 3 being kind of like the low mark for a lot of people for the series itself i'm not the only one who would love to see tyler and da silva make a return as well too andy's girlfriend uh from child's play 3 and of course uh the new younger buddy for chucky that he met when he decided that he was gonna play a little hide the soul with Uh, Tyler as opposed to Andy at the military school so who knows but the fact that Megan's for sure getting a sequel coming in uh, coming in uh, 2025 Chucky's got season three coming along here I think these two should be absolutely on some kind of collision course to give us something whether it's represented in the TV show which honestly does seem very likely a little bit more likely to me uh, than a movie Who knows? But if somehow Megan's responsible for getting this Chucky back on the big screen, that would be fantastic. So who knows? We'll find out. Uh, We still got some time, obviously, before any of that really comes into fruition. But Megan 2.0 is on the horizon, y'all. Also... Also, uh, in less bigger news, but still just as cool, we're finding a new Scream trailer is coming out tomorrow. Uh, As we are just two months away, we are two months away from Scream 6 making its debut. The publicity campaign is in full effect right now, folks. And so we're gonna start seeing more and more be revealed. We just got, uh, got some official shots of Hayden Panettiere returning as Kirby Reed in Scream 6, who is now an FBI agent, presumably helping our Woodsboro survivors out and trying to figure out who they're tangling with. Uh, under the ghost face mask this time around. I'm excited for a new trailer. Um, Scream is one of those ones where I feel they do a good job of not giving up who the killer actually is. I think that, because I, I got to see three, four, and five in theaters, never got to see the first two, but looking back on it, none of the trailers have given up who those ki- uh, who the killer or killers could end up being. I feel they do a great job, because we know it has to be somebody who's obviously featured in the cast. That's the whole that's the whole like driving purpose of these movies trying to figure out who the killer is but the trailers never give it up like a lot of horror movies can honestly spoil their twist so I'm all about getting more of the uh, getting more trailers in I want to know more about the movie I want to know what we can expect about Ghostface making his uh, debut in the Big Apple it's coming up in March y'all just a couple of months away so with that that's gonna take us here to what we're talking mainly about tonight, which is the debuts of The Last of Us and Velma. Now, The Last of Us, of course, is based upon the hit video game on the uh, PlayStation, PlayStation 3, was that a PlayStation 3 game? Now I don't even know. um, Cause it was 2013 and I think that means it was originally on PS3 and then it went to PS4 and now it's on PS5, that sounds right. Um, but it told it was a 20 uh, based on this 2013 game that told the story of a smuggler who's tasked with escorting a teenager across a post-apocalyptic United States. United States has been ravaged by this disease that basically turns anybody that gets infected into, I don't know, bloodthirsty creatures is the right way to say it. Because the thing is, is that these are not zombies. Uh, They're a little bit more comparable to something like The Infected in like 28 days, 28 weeks later, to where they're just kind of driven mad uh, by this disease. And because of it, it makes them homicidal and murdering uh, anybody that they come across that's normal. Um, And like it continues to just reshape and change their body's, uh, body's chemistry. Um, To where they have all this fungus growing over them and they're coming these massive behemoths. Uh, But that was really the story of The Last of Us. Now, this is a fantastic game. Uh, Absolutely fantastic game, I thought. uh, Developed by Naughty uh, Naughty Dog Studios. And it was ultimately decided that it was going to be adapted to HBO. And we're really getting to see what looks to be, um, like it, it's it's not a best of, uh, bets of kind of production. And you, you've heard me talk about that before, I've used like the Resident Evil movie franchise to talk about that because that's really what the Resident Evil uh, movie franchise by Paul W.S. Anderson really was, was that it was kind of taking the best of of what we knew from the games and cherry picking and putting it into this entire film series. Like, if you're looking for the story you got presented in the games, you need to go play the games because that's not what this, what these stories are. Taking a bit of it out of it, but overall, that's not what the purpose of it are, uh, of those films were. But The Last of Us is not that. The Last of Us is looking to actually adapt the story that we get from the game, uh, from the game. And of course, there's going to be some concessions to be made. And that's, I think, one of the most interesting things that I found with this premiere because, like a lot of you, I decided it was time to go ahead and do a replay of it. I just beat The Last of Us Part Two uh, back in summer of 2022 after sitting on it for a while. Phenomenal, phenomenal game. But I hadn't played the first one in a few years, so I decided, you know what? New game's coming out. It's time to go ahead and take a crack at it. Let's see. Let Let's see you know, how it's playing now on the PS5, upgraded graphics and all that, make sure I'm good on the story before the uh, the show actually comes out. And what I actually found that was fascinating is that um, where I put in time on it, because uh, the show debuted this past Sunday, and uh, which was the 15th, if I'm correct, the 15th, and and I, I played maybe a few days before the show debuted, and got I don't know maybe 90 minutes into it. For those of you all played it, I'm not gonna bore those of you who haven't with all the gameplay or anything. But basically, after uh, Joel, Ellie, and uh, and uh, um, Tess all escape from their quarantine zone that they're in, and they're starting to make their way across the country. That took all in all about 90 minutes or so for me to do because uh, if you've ever played video games with me before, if you have an option between doing it stealthy and going in guns a-blazing, I always choose the stealth part because one, I love achievements, and two, I just think that's more skillful to have to walk through and choke people out rather than just shoot them and move on. And so it took me about 90 minutes to get through this first part of The Last of Us. The premiere was 90 minutes and I thought it was actually kind of shocking that it almost synced up to where I was at. Was that the Last of Us, uh, where I played through, it basically ended where that first episode of the show ended at. And what's kind of cool uh, about that is that we know there are going to be nine episodes of the show, there's going to be nine episodes there. And the gameplay of the game itself is about 13 to 14 hours, which means that there's a few hours getting trimmed out of The Last of Us for sure, but when you really think about it, that, how much of that is gonna be walking, or we really stretch out walking in video games, setting up that atmosphere, letting you take in the beautiful scenery. If that's what's getting taken out and some of the dialogue, then it's a pretty straight one-to-one adaptation. And I find that to be really, really cool because we know that when it comes to video game movies, it's hard sometimes to capture what made the game so special because you only have you know, 90 minutes to two hours most of the time to really fit in everything that was featured in one game, sometimes in multiple games. Yet doing a TV series uh, and a TV series for HBO at that that has money to spend, they have more time to adapt and that means they can actually tell more stories. And I do find that fascinating because that means we don't have to sacrifice that much. I expect to see most of the big moments from that first game Getting featured in the first season of this show, and not only that, it allows us to actually properly spend some time with our leads, um, with uh, uh, um, with Tommy played by uh, uh, Gabriel Luna, with Ellie played by Bella Ramsey, with Joel played by Pedro Pascal, uh, with, with Tess played by Anna Torv, uh, and um, amongst all the others, we actually get a chance to know these uh, know these characters a little bit more that when all this terrible shit starts happening to them and they start having to make these heartbreaking decisions throughout the show, it's gonna hit us that much harder because we're spending so much time with them. And I thought they did a fantastic job, uh, especially in comparison to the game, because playing it just a few days before, it's so fresh in my mind, and seeing it realized on TV, it's like, holy shit, Like I literally just saw that. Like That's pretty accurate to what I'm seeing. Now, that first episode, doesn't really have a lot of the more scarier aspects of the game, and that that makes sense because the the prologue of The Last of Us that basically sets up what the story is going to be. That itself is very riveting and very uh, uh, very heartbreaking and very uh, very tense for sure. Like it, it, it's it's a fantastic scene of Ellie, Joel, and Tommy trying to get out of their home and escape the the beginning stages of this pandemic, of this outbreak, and then just everything goes to shit. And they do a great job again of, of reflecting exactly what's featured in the game. But we know that once that's done, things are kind of quiet for a little while because then we're focusing more on, um, on Joel and Tesk being given this task of getting Ellie from one side of the country to the other side of the country, um, and we don't know why. We, we, we don't know specifically why when this all starts out, we eventually learn that uh, Ellie might actually be immune to this disease that has ravaged the world for the last 20 years. And we do know what's coming, that when you deal with the infected, you have clickers and the, the behemoths and all that, that things absolutely get scary. I've died numerous times in the game, uh, by plenty of plenty of infected and plenty of humans at the same time. But we do know what's coming. And I think that the first episode does such a good job of giving us just a very, very small taste of you know what the infected looked like at the beginning of this pandemic of this outbreak and then what we can expect from them in 20 years. And we've seen some of that in the trailer, Play the game, you kind of know what's coming as well. But they look absolutely gnarly. And I think that this first episode does a good job just giving you a little bit uh, to wet your whistle on to actually get intrigued in, for sure, um, and keep coming back in it. Uh, I think that the performances in there are, are great. And, you know, we're never going to get, like, unless you cast the actual actors who are doing it, you're never going to get, like, 100% of what was reflected in the game. You don't always need that. Either I don't think that's always something that's super important to have done because that would mean that every game that ever gets adapted better be cast in those voice actors typically who are being used uh, pretty quickly to when they're doing those games so they're they're keeping with the same looks and age and all that. But I I think honestly that um, our leads here that Bella Ramsey and Pedro Pascal both from Game of Thrones funny enough, I think they embody these characters so well of this world weary Uh, older man who has suffered a great great loss and is now being burdened because it really is a burden with something that can make him lose someone who can make him lose again like he's already lost before and he doesn't want those responsibilities placed upon him whereas the flip of that is Bella Ramsey plays Ellie as such this um, such this uh uh, what's the word I'm looking for Encouragable. Uh, she's she's this this girl who's just fascinated and it is very very encourageable because she she wants to be able to take care of herself and she doesn't want anybody putting her in danger in the least bit and she knows that she's harboring this secret that could be incredibly dangerous to anybody else around her that would know but she's still just a little girl at the end of all of it and I think that over the coming coming episodes we're gonna get to see more and more and more um of how uh, of how this ellie is forced to grow up in this world because she's only 14 she's she's only 14 but yet you'll you'll see as the show progresses on how she has to be a lot older with the things that she's encountering and that at the end of the day both joel and ellie are looking for this relationship that neither of them have had in uh have had in 20 years or in 14 years in this case for ellie and that they're gonna learn this relationship that both of them so desperately need over the course of their adventure together. So I think this is a great debut. Uh, we didn't, they didn't spoil too much of what we're gonna absolutely get to enjoy over the coming, uh, the coming eight episodes they're gonna have for this show. And I don't feel that playing the game wrecks any of that. It's kind of nice to know what's coming and be able to look forward to that. Boy, here is a big fan of Fangoria. So, if you want to check out the world's best horror magazine that's out there get a chance get yourself your own subscription which i just got my first one back in 2022 and i don't regret it for a second but if you want your own fangoria subscription or you like the fangoria merchandise then head over to the fangoria shop and use my link if you want to save yourself some money folks that's an easy one to remember just go to shop.fangoria.com VanGoria.com slash AXDEW or use my specific code AXDEW at checkout. You can save 20% off your entire order and that implies two uh, subscription and one-time orders as well. You don't want to miss out, folks, because with the magnitude of horror movies we've had released in the last few years and with what we have on the horizon, VanGoria is going to be your number one source for all that great juicy bloody information in the world of horror so again head to shop.fangoria.com Hey there, folks! Thanks for tuning in to T-Watch This Scary Movie. I appreciate you checking out another review or movie news, whether we're talking movies, TV shows, books, or games, whatever. It's all scary. Remember, you can check out new episodes every Wednesday night at 8.30pm Mountain Standard Time on the YouTube page Video. That's youtube.com slash c slash Movie. Again, youtube.com slash c slash theron scary movie and you can check out the audio version on all your favorite podcasting platforms just search t watch the scary movie or twaza don't forget my name is t we've been talking scary movies stay scared